This is 680 CJOB. Can you believe it's close to the end of November and no snow in Winnipeg? All the more reason to head out this weekend to check out the Exchange Brunch Hotspot Clementine, which opened earlier this year and has already become a downtown favorite. I have Chris Gamma and Rhea Comrade on TMI today to tell me all about it. How are we doing today, guys? Really good, really good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. So let's get into a little bit of your background, Chris, um, your, your restaurant background and what led you to Clementine's today. Yeah, uh, well, I've been working in restaurants since 1999. Yep. I started at Green Gates. It was called Green Gates at the time, out on Roblin. It's oh, now, yeah, I live now, in that area. Yeah, now the Gates on Roblin. Yep. I used to live in that area, too. That's yep. how I started. Yep, that's where my wedding reception was. Nice. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful spot. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I started as a dishwasher when I was 17. I just needed some extra money. I had no intention of staying in, in restaurants. Mm-hmm. And kind of next thing you knew, I just kept with it. Yeah. I worked there for five years on and off. Mm-hmm. I kind of worked through every station. I did a lot of like offsite caterings. Uh, meanwhile, I was going to U of M. I didn't really plan on, even after five years at Green Gates, I didn't really plan on cooking much. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to U of M, uh, pursuing a business degree. That kind of fell through in the sense where I had a really bad breakup mm-hmm. and we had a bunch of same classes together. So girls, and then I dropped out and took a job at who's on first yep. with Tristan, who's the chef at peasant now. Okay. So I worked at who's on first for six months and then Tristan asked me if I'd want to come over and open we bistro with him. Mm-hmm. So we bistro opened in March of 2007. Had you already bought? Okay, so you, you're doing all this stuff. Were you already considering this to be your career now, or you're just kind of no. half in? Still no. Yeah, I was half in. I was kind of like one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the work, but I just didn't love the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it's a difficult lifestyle. You work evenings, you work weekends. Like I had like none of my social group was in the restaurant industry at the time. Yep. So it was kind of difficult. So. Tristan gave me a really good opportunity at WE. He said I could come on as a sous chef, see how I liked it, put me on salary. So it was kind of my first real position. Right. So now I actually had some manager responsibilities. I was kind of under the gun to like really push forward uh, when it came to like food and, and my like foundational cooking. So with that, uh, I kind of like took it like two feet in and I finally like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And right. I started learning, devoured books and reading. And Tristan gave me a lot of freedom there to to learn and experiment, to kind of like, because I didn't go to culinary school. So he kind of like opened, opened that up for me to try and, you know, learn how to how to do the foundational things, like how to make stocks, how to make sauces, how to butcher meats. We did char- pretty intricate charcuterie work there, uh, bread baking. So it was really great. So it's kind of like, I kind of look at that, that five year period as my culinary school. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. But it's kind of towards the end of that five year period, another breakup. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Hang on. With a different person? Same person? Okay. So I was like, you know what? This lifestyle just isn't working out for me. So I put in my notice, I gave four months notice and I decided to go back to school. Mm -hmm. So the four months kind of comes up. School's coming up. I don't have a job. Um, I'm friends with Adam Donnelly, who's one of the partners in Clementine right. and owner of Segovia. Right. So Adam and Carolina own Segovia. They're also two of the the, the other two partners in Clementine, along with Ray and myself. Right. Uh, so I asked the, Adam. The ever silent Ray. Yeah. <laughs> so I asked Adam if he had any work, just part time line cooking at Segovia. Yep. And he said, Yeah, sure. He actually didn't, but he 
gave me a job anyways, nice enough. They didn't actually didn't have a job for me, but they gave me a job, which was really yeah, nice super. Enough. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah, kind of worked out because right right after I started, someone quit, so it all kind of worked. Right. How did you know up. Adam? I didn't uh, know that. Just through just a lot of the not a lot, a few of the staff members from We Bistro went to Segovia when it opened. Mm-hmm. So Joel, right, Charles. Um, and then Chantal, who I'd worked with before at Greengate. So there's a few staff members that kind of overlapped. Yep. So I knew a few of the staff at Segovia. Uh, and then I just, I worked at Segovia for three years and just developed a really good relationship with Adam and Carolina. And they became really good friends. And when this opportunity came up, like this is something that Rhea, I think more Rhea and Carolina <coughs> wanted to do. Yep. A breakfast restaurant in the exchange. You guys are related? Carolina's my sister. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So Ray and Carolina really wanted to do this. And Adam is really busy with Segovia, so they kind of needed a chef. Right. So Adam asked me if I would consider doing this. And at the time, I was still kind of half going to school, half. But I figured, I was like, you know what? I need to make a decision. I need to either do this or not do this. Right. I need yeah. to cook or not cook. So I said yes. And it was an amazing opportunity. These <laughs> kind of opportunities don't really pop up too often in someone's life. Right. So I said, yeah, sure. And... Two years, two long years later, we finally opened. Okay, so Chris, what is the, uh, what's the difference for you between working at night, like the, the, the nighttime working as compared to working um, in the daytime now, work, uh, doing the breakfast thing? Well, to me, uh, it's amazing right now because uh, my girlfriend and I have a 15-month-old at home. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, Where do you go? Yeah. What's in it, Arlo? Arlo, yeah. Cool. Yeah, he's awesome. And it just gives us, and we also have a 12-year-old, Anya. Oh, wow. So we have the two kids at home, yep. and it just gives me that time in the evening to spend with the children. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I was working evening dining, I'd miss a lot more. Uh, Anya just started uh, junior high, so it's big. Uh, so oh, she's yeah, really yeah. busy. So, yep. just a, you know, I got to see her volleyball game the other day. Mm-hmm. And I got to go watch her water polo game. The kids are busy. I have a 12-year-old 12, 12 also. I have a 12, uh, 16, and 21. Oh, wow. um, so, yeah, yeah, junior high is a big time, and it's, it's nice that you're actually there in the daytime for right? Yeah, and, and, and it's nice because I work – I start really early, so I'm not – working too, too late. So right. I'm getting home at around four o'clock, between oh. four and five. So it's, yep. it's still nice enough. So the, the kids are still like Arlo still has a bit of energy left. He's not, you know, like hitting, hitting the end of his day and getting really tired. So it's 15 months. He's always got energy, brother. Yeah, he does. Always. So I still get to spend time, which is, which is to me, that's the, the absolute best part about working, working the daytime. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and, and I'm, I'm taking Sundays off so we get to spend time with the whole family. So Aaron and Arlo and I can spend Sundays together and, and we have a few evenings together free as a family. So it's like, it's, it's nice living that. I feel like I'm living real life now, right? You know, real family life as opposed to, you know, missing everything that's going on in the evenings and which is unheard of in the yeah. restaurant industry, right? Yeah, it's like great. it's a, it's a gift to actually yeah. run a restaurant and be home at night. Like, yeah, really spend time with the family and be able to to give enough attention to the restaurant. It's uh, it's perfect. That's it awesome. Okay, so you guys obviously knew each other before it opened. We did. We'd never worked together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We didn't know each other well. No. No. Okay, so you and you and your sister are, are hashing out this idea. Like you guys wanted to do this, and and you're bringing you're bringing Chris on board. Uh, like yeah, how, how did, how did the whole thing come about? It was an idea that Caroline and I had for a long time. Uh, I lived in Melbourne, where there's like breakfast cafes like Clementine everywhere. Yeah, the, the and, Australians like their breakfast, right? Yeah, and it's just like everybody goes out for breakfast all the time, and there's so many, like one on every block. Uh, and so I got back, and I kind of missed that aspect of restaurants, mm-hmm. and. 
Yeah, he was more focused on dinner, like in most places, like in, you know, in yeah, North America, everybody's about dinner, dinner, dinner. There's tons of great dinner, places right? for dinner and good places for breakfast, but nothing, I don't know, there was nothing that had great coffee as well that was integrated into the uh, restaurant. Just wanted to transition back to mornings. I'd always done mornings until I worked at the Yellow Dog, where I was for a few years. Yeah, restaurant life is, yeah, it is tough. Right. Even when you're young, it's fun because you get to stay up late and party with your buddies and you always have money in your pocket kind of thing. But as you want to get more serious mainstream, it's kind of yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of hard. Eh? Yeah. And it, as you get older and then you get sick of staying up to like 4 a.m. every night and your friends start getting real jobs. And so I don't know. It's not there's an expiry date to bartending for sure. Oh, 100 percent. And then, yeah, and then we started looking for a place we weren't dead set on i think i was the only one who was pretty dead set on the exchange as the location but then yeah we found a spot and it was in a basement which we weren't really expecting or looking for yeah were there there other spaces you were considering before this like ones that you thought oh this could be it not really we looked at one one place that we were maybe considering but that kind of fell through um we were kind of just casually keeping our eyes open for any anywhere yep yeah. We'll be back after the break to talk more to Rhea Conrad and Chris Gammer about Clementine in the Exchange. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm here with Rhea Conrad and Chris Gammer from Clementine Restaurant in the Exchange to tell you all about how they came about the space it's in. Yeah. What made you choose that? Like, again, I, I just went there this week, as I told you, um, and I didn't know it was lower level. So I'm going down and the hallway's kind of thin. But then when you get to the, the bottom, it's surprisingly spacious. Like, it's open yeah, it's for spacious. lower levels. Yeah, right. Uh, for a basement. Yeah, well, the design team that we worked with did a really good job of, of like kind of like making the basement space not feel like a basement. Yeah, it's bright. Yeah, I think that I think what drew them to the space, the the space was already they already signed on, I think, or they had the space when I came on on board with the project. Yeah. So I wasn't part. I wasn't part of of like scouting new locations. So the, the space there weren't many scouted. Yeah. I think we looked at one other place and then. It was no, and it was like, we weren't like, okay, this year we're going to do this. We're going to find a spot. Right. It was, I was happy in my job. Carolina and Adam had Segovia. So it was, we weren't super on the hunt. It was kind of something that more just fell into mm-hmm. place. Right. You're just kind of doing your thing and whatever happens, happens. Look casually. Yeah, and- exactly. And then we found the space and it's lots of exposed stone and brick and big wooden beams and just kind of all the raw components to it were what we were kind of looking for right um did you see a lot of it before it was finished like i noticed yeah. when i went there uh, rest uh, as, as far as the kitchen goes you're like it's wide open you're like right there yeah right yeah it's you, cool. yeah the, if you don't find that intimidating at all to be no, sitting there cooking as people are watching you cook like it's great yeah? especially coming from segovia when i first started at segovia it was a little more intimidating mm-hmm. but segovia is the same the same style where it's a an open kitchen and then at segovia you have people directly in front of you so you actually have a an audience of four people, like a foot and a half away from you. Yep. So at first it's intimidating, but you get you get used to it. It right. becomes kind of fun. Yep. And then the open kitchen actually is really good because a lot of times in a lot of restaurants, the cooks are completely separated from the dining room. Right. So you don't – restaurants have a lot of really good positive energy. So when you're hidden in the back, you don't really feel that energy. Right. You don't really see the, no, the result of your work when exactly. you send it out. So it's nice right. to like see the dining room. And then at least when it's open – you feel like you're in the dining room, so you don't mm. feel like you're missing out on anything. Right, yeah. You know, because Segovia, especially, you're working evenings, you're working late. You don't feel like you're missing out on, you know, like a social situation because you're in a social situation. Right. Everybody's so having a good time and yeah. you're in the back cooking, right? Yeah. And whereas at Clementine and Segovia, you're right in the mix. Yep. It's really fun. 
you guys, do you have conversations ever with, with, with? Oh yeah. 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 People at Clementine, people often come up and, yeah. and chat. Really? It's really nice. fun. Yeah. It is and cool. I, I think at first people are also intimidated. Like diners can be intimidated by mm-hmm. the open kitchen, I think, mm-hmm. like when they're sitting really in really close proximity. But I was close. Uh, there's a, there's the, the brick wall here and there's a, a table and I was like right there. You know what yeah. I mean? But I thought it was awesome. I almost yeah. thought, felt bad because I was staring so much. I wondered if you guys were going to think, who's no, this guy staring at? We're used to it. It's great. Yeah, it's cool. Um, who designed the space? Speaking of which, super nice. Uh, the design firm is called Dutch East Design. Yep. They're based out of New York, but one of the partners, Fiona Sanapelli, and she grew up with Adam in Pinawa. Really? So she, yeah, so she's from Manitoba, and Adam and Fiona grew up together. Fiona yep. designed Segovia, mm-hmm. and then moved to New York, I think, shortly after. I don't know too, too much about when she moved to New York. Kind of while to New York. Wow, that's... It was uh, after, after Segovia, though. Yeah. So she had, like, her and Adam have been friends forever, so so she worked in New York and then started her own firm with a, with a couple partners. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we got them to design it, and they did a really great job taking... What little kind of insight and what like we didn't really know what we wanted, so we didn't really give them much to work with. And right, we came up with something pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. It. Yeah, I like it. Um, let's talk about the menu. So when I went there, love the menu. You like it? Not huge, which is awesome because you don't mm-hmm. want to sit there picking up a million things. Um, but there's a lot of ingredients that go into a lot of things. So I'm wondering what was the thought process when you were creating the menu itself? Cool. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah, you know we had, we had a lot of time. Uh, when we first sat down and started talking about the restaurant to the day we opened, I think we sat down in like August of 2014. Yeah, that sounds right. And opened <laughs> May of 2016. Oh, wow. So there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of menus. Like there was a lot of like back and forth. Adam and I are both like evening cooks. We've always cooked dinners. Right. We've always cooked so we, we wanted to take kind of the same attention and thought that we put into that kind of food and put it into daytime food. So typically you go to a breakfast restaurant and you just, it's kind of like make, like choose your own adventure. Right. You know, two over easy eggs, and bacon or sauce. Right. Or swap whatever out. We kind of wanted, yeah, we kind of wanted to do composed dishes uh, and we do everything from scratch. We bake all our own bread, make all our own sauces. Um, in house. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. We do everything in house. Which is one of the things like we wanted to do. Right. Uh, we use like great ingredients, great quality ingredients. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of local our, ingredients. Yeah, all our eggs come from Nature Farm. Yep. We go through so many eggs too, so it's it's a, it's really good to have a local <clears throat> egg producer that does such good quality eggs. For sure, if you're kicking out that many, you because need yeah, it. we're we're doing like you know like four or five hundred eggs a day. Holy smokes! So to have access to such good quality eggs is, is amazing. Yeah, uh, and they're great. Um, and the menu's inspired by kind of like Adam and I's likes. So we kind of sat down in the beginning and said, you know, let's just do food that isn't overly complicated, but still interesting, mm-hmm. but also food that we kind of like to eat. Right. And we wanted to keep the price point pretty low. So we stay away from. It is. It's modest. I yeah. couldn't believe when I was looking at it. Yeah. But, but, uh, but the cost was for the, the, the meal that I bought cheap. We wanted to kind of take the, we'll use ingredients that are of high quality but aren't luxurious right and then just put a little bit more work into them so there's a little bit more labor that goes into the dishes but we're using less luxurious ingredients right you know like say if you know you buy like foie gras or lobster you just sear it and put it out and you're done or a steak you just grill and put it out right 
it's easy. It's from a labor standpoint, it's easy. But from a food cost standpoint, it's tough to can't charge 10 bucks for a good quality steak. Mm-hmm. So we use a lot more pork, a lot more vegetables, and like I said, the eggs. And then put a, put a bit more work and manipulation into the products mm-hmm. and then try and derive value that way. Mm-hmm. So we can keep the price points low, but you still seem like you're getting a nice well thought out dish for sure yeah. I'm, I'm assuming some australian influences were in there since that's where you spent a lot of your time right ray gave uh <laughs> ray gave a lot of ray went to australia not too long before we opened what about six, eight months before we opened yeah no like a year before a year we before opened we i opened. think like for a uh, vacation yeah it was a year before we opened yeah just to revisit my friends from when i lived there and stuff yep. i went to a lot of breakfast places ones that have been there for years and then some newer ones uh, I took pictures of all the menus. <laughs> when it comes to chefs, like the old school version of a chef, like from what I remember, is you're almost like a, a hockey goalie, right? You're kind of a little bit different than everybody else. And, <laughs> you know, if you yeah, say something wrong true. about my that's food, true. I'm going to snap on you and how yeah. dare you kind of thing. So uh, I think a lot of people kind of approach it that way still, right? I think so. I think that is the old school, old school kind of line of thought. I think restaurants now are moving towards more of a collaborative thing. I think people mm-hmm. realize that like in any in any field, multiple heads are better than one. The new sports and weather up next, but after that we'll return with Grand Chris from Clementine. This is a main ingredient on six eighty CJOB. Kevin here from the main ingredient. The news, weather, and sports are up next, but after that we'll return and talk about the menu at Clementine Restaurant in the Exchange with Rhea Conrad and Chris Gamma here on six eighty CJOB. If you missed the first half of the show, I'm here talking with Rhea Comrade and Chris Gamma from Clementine Restaurant in the Exchange, which only opened earlier this year but has already become a Winnipeg favorite. So let's talk about the food. And Adam and I are, work really well together too because we have very similar philosophies on on how food should be prepared and, and handled and also just how we treat staff. That was one great thing about working at Segovia is, is Caroline and Adam treat their staff so well. You know, so it was really it was it was kind of a no brainer to say yes when they approached me to, to do this because these are like minded people who who have really really great food philosophy but also really great managerial philosophy. They treat everyone really, really well. Uh, and then we try to we try to do that at Clementine as well. Right. And then in that industry, well, it, mm-hmm. y- you should because turnover's yeah. high yeah. and um your your staff or your you know, your front face. Oh yeah. Right? We so, have great staff. Yeah. It's easy staff. it would yeah, it's easy to treat them well. Yeah. They do great work. Nice. Let's talk about a little bit about the menu, fried chicken toast. You know, I, I, could, I could eat that every day. That's so terrible, <laughs> but I, I really it's like good. it. So how did, how did that make it on the menu? Uh, I think kind of uh, Why is it so juicy? It's juicy on the inside and the outside. Yep. So we give the chicken, we use chicken thighs, we give it a brine. Yep. Uh, it's, got a, got a, it's got a different kind of a, a citrusy flavor kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, we do yep. a, a lemon, uh, bay leaf, garlic. Uh, black pepper, thyme, brine. Yep. So we brine it overnight, and then we marinate it in buttermilk. Yeah. So it gives it a little, like the uh, acidity of buttermilk starts to break it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. The brine adds some juiciness to it. Yeah, it's juicy. And then we bread it in a simple <laughs> dredge of flour. And I sound so bad right now. Yeah, juicy. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> it I is. Mean, it's really good. Chicken should be crispy and juicy. It's yeah. Like, it's like you get a little bit of the best of all worlds. Mm-hmm. You get that crispy exterior. You get that nice, juicy, tender interior. It's great. Yeah, I dig it. I love fried chicken. Yeah, yeah me too. So does Adam. I think is one of the things. I think we all love fried chicken. I love the fried chicken. Which yeah. sounds so strange and now. Everybody's just so half, half, half. And saying fried chicken almost sounds like a swear word nowadays. <laughs> it's <did>. awesome. <laughs> like, it's killer. Right? Um, the albacore tuna salad. 
That one's not on the menu anymore. No? No, that one's been off the menu for a little while. Oh, no. No, yeah. it's, it's, it sounded so good. Like, no, no, that one's been off the menu. What replaced it? We've had so many different Yeah. How many times? Already. I, I, really? Yeah. Did you guys change the menu often? We we swap dishes in and out of the menu like fairly frequently. Like, we've only been seasonally open, kind of thing? I guess we've only been open six months. Yeah. I was thinking about some of the dishes that we had it in May, though, and... I hardly remembered that we had them because yeah. we've had so many now. Really? In yeah, six months? Wow. Duck melt we had. Oh, yeah. I had completely <laughs> forgotten about that. It was delicious. We, yeah, we were just always trying. We had duck salad. We had a duck rice crepe thing. And with the dishes even that have been on the menu, they've been tweaked and refined throughout the six months we've been open. So right. if you ate there on May 5th or May 6th and you ate there today, even though some of the dishes may sound the same in, in how they're written on the menu. Right. It'd be completely different. The only one that hasn't changed is Turkish, I think. Um, yeah, I guess Turkish. And Benedict. Is. The Benedict, the, the Sabiyon recipe changed. The, the biscuit recipe changed a little bit. The size of the biscuits changed. I'm assuming since you guys have been a lot of places, like you, you, you know, you've been a lot of places, had a lot of breakfast. The menu is, is a, you know, a menu can only have so many things yeah. that you, you know you want to. Hey, well, we kind of want this now, so you kind of rotate and bump things and add things and tweak things, right? Yeah, exactly. Something happened when we when we first opened the opening. I think it was our opening weekend. Um, yeah. We came in. Adam and I like it was a, it was a pretty big grind to open. Like opening a restaurant's a lot of work, so mm-hmm. we we're putting in a lot of hours. And we were coming in on Saturday. We'd had a really busy, I think we opened on a Thursday. So Thursday and Friday were crazy busy. Was it a soft open or did you actually announce that we're open? It was soft, but. We didn't do any advertising, but it was it open had, to anybody. It had been two it wasn't years just since we've been talking about family. it. So people knew. I mean, right. Yeah. Having, having um, Adam and Carolina, like with Segovia behind it too, mm-hmm. really generated a lot of positive buzz. So there's a lot of people. The first first week was pretty crazy. Like the opening day, we opened at 7 a.m. on, I think it was a Thursday. Was it a Thursday? It was a Thursday, I think. And there's people. I think we or was it Wednesday? I don't know. filled at like 7. 7 a.m.? Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. You know, like. You're barely I, awake. I would have been in bed if I was <laughs> personally. <laughs> but uh, so we did the Thursday, Friday. It was really, really busy. And then Saturday morning, Adam and I come in at like three thirty a.m. to start prepping for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And our cooler had gone down. Our walk-in cooler had gone down overnight. Oh my god! Just like a, 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 it wasn't anything to do with the quality of the cooler. Just a real, like a really weird coincidence kind of happened with. With something on the compressor and it went down so we had to get rid of like 90 percent of the food in the cooler mm. hit the stores like basically reprep and in a menu but we had to write a reduced menu because there's some things we just couldn't do in that short period of time right or like we had chicken that obviously we couldn't serve and mm-hmm. you can't just get the same quality chicken off the shelf right and, yeah like, right so it's a no-go that day right yeah we and we were like well can we close should we close and we're like no we'll I think we pushed it opening back an hour that day, maybe. And yeah. we just like prepped as much as we could, did a couple store runs and like just put out a reduced menu mm-hmm. with the disclaimer. Like this isn't our usual menu. This is what happened. And that menu size started to become really desirable. Like just the manageability of like having a smaller menu because mm-hmm. we were a lot busier than we expected to be when we opened, especially. And we've, it's grown a little bit, but we've gone down to a bit of a smaller menu since that happened and it was almost a blessing in disguise because i think the size of our menu is perfect for the quantity of people we serve in a day like try and like to keep the quality up while serving that many guests mm-hmm. 
I think having a small menu was perfect for that. Sure, quality and speed of service, just yeah, everything. Yeah, right? too big, it just gets too confusing. Yeah, speed of service, But quality. it's still interesting because it's always being swapped out yeah. and mm-hmm. changed. And we have a lot of features. Yep. Yeah, and putting in and giving us like a smaller menu too puts a bit more pressure to make sure that every single dish on that menu is perfect. Right. Not only does Clementine serve great food, but the coffee there is awesome. After the break, you'll find out why, so don't go anywhere. Before the break, we were talking to Ray and Chris about Clementine's menu, but now we're talking about the coffee they serve. Nils Vic, Parlor Coffee, he was here a couple months ago. You guys are, you guys, Dogwood Coffee? Yeah, we serve Dogwood Coffee. I worked at, I learned uh, about coffee in Melbourne, Mm -hmm. where they have a very high standard for coffee. Uh, And then came back to Winnipeg and I started working at Little Sister. Mm -hmm. So I'd worked with Vanessa. Yeah, she was here too. Yeah, so Super I nice worked people. with her at Segovia. So she already knew me. She knew that I had learned in Melbourne. Uh, then I started working there. Uh, and so it was a no-brainer to get Dogwood mm-hmm. when they started roasting. And it was actually really good timing because they opened their roastery shortly before we opened Clementine. Uh, so we have been using it from the start. I think it's awesome. I like how everything just comes together. Everybody kind of knows everybody and, yeah. you know, doing business together, so doing business with your friends, right? It's also we're serving such a high quality food that it wouldn't be fair to the food to pair it with a coffee that was substandard. Totally, and I yeah. feel like a lot of a lot of breakfast places you get, you can get great food, but maybe the coffee doesn't. If you're going to serve high quality food, there's no way you can have anything else that's subpar. It's, it's the truth, though, right? So you kind of yeah. got to look at it, all the details to to meet the same standard. Period. And there's there's tons of good coffee in Winnipeg, um, but a lot of those cafes just have pastries that are from great bakeries, mm-hmm. but they're not a full substantial breakfast. So we kind of wanted to pair like great coffee with great food. Coffee is great. <laughs> it, it is. Great. It is nice working with with. Nils and Vanessa and Chad at Dogwood because yeah. they do such a great job and they're really passionate about what they do. Bingo. So working with passionate people is always fun because then they're excited. And it gets you excited, right? Exactly. We can give them feedback on the coffee directly. Right. Like I can text Nils and say, the coffee's tasting great this week or we want something a little bit roastier next month. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. So it's nice because we can talk to the owners directly and yeah, they can we can tweak our Pro, like the product that we're serving. Right. That's awesome. Let's get some basic information. Uh, how many does your restaurant seat? Capacity is 82, but I think we only have... Is it 82? That's the, well, that's our, that's the given capacity. Yeah. But, but I think we have 60-ish seats. Yep. 65 yeah. seats, maybe? I haven't counted. Yeah, I haven't, we haven't counted in a long time. 60, 60-ish. Wide variety of uh, clientele you have. When I was there, there were funky hipsters, there were business people, there were young yeah, people. It's, like it's just that's a broad. One of the best parts of nice, the exchange yeah. is yeah. you have got the college. There's lots of people with artist studios down there. Yeah, uh, it's all small businesses in the exchange. Mm-hmm. Like there's no yeah. like we have. I guess we have a subway above us, but there's really no like fast food. There's no chains. There's it's all local independent restaurants and stores. Uh, so we got lots of like artists and then also there's obviously business buildings around. So tons of business crowd, college students, it's a and then great area. people who make the trip down too, yep. which is mm-hmm. nice. I it's, love working in the exchange, like working the in the exchange at We Bistro and Peasant. And then going to the village, I actually found myself missing the exchange quite a bit. I like the village too, but the exchange just has, it's a, it's a new energy. Like people, like 
I got I was there and I got to see it grow and yeah, well. it's we crazy to see it grow and like the kind of community develop and like the the businesses, the other restaurants in the exchange have been so supportive too. That's a, that's a crazy part, just, right? That's yeah. kind of that's yeah. a neat thing, right? Yeah. Everybody's they're, they're, of course, you know, hey, everybody's competing, kind of, um, but everybody's supportive. There's not yeah. a competitive vibe, though. No, like we, everybody's eating at each other's restaurants, and it, yeah. it's it's really great. We suggest each other's restaurants mm-hmm. to customers. It's fun. I had yeah. a backup plan because I, had, you know, I had, had a few friends that you guys don't don't take reservations, right? No. So I had a few friends that had gone and it was really busy. So I'm like, okay, I'm I'm going to go here, and you know, if my backup plan is over here, and yeah. then my backup backup is over here, which is really kind of neat that the exchange has that many new restaurants, great restaurants that you yeah. can actually make a plan before it was totally. going to go here, and now what? Even though you knew the area could be great, I'm saying about 10, 15 years ago, you knew it was a great area, it could be great, but there wasn't. There wasn't a lot there, and no. now no, it's just now, exploded. Even on the weekends when we have long waits, we can suggest to people to like go and have a coffee at Parlor or Miss yeah. Brown's or go look around Tiny Feast or go have a drink at the King's Head. It's nice. Yep. Yeah. What about takeout? Do a lot of business people order, grab a coffee, get their breakfast, and go on? Uh, takeout is, I feel like, getting busier. Yeah, we don't. I, I don't know if we're on the takeout radar. We do do takeout, but we don't advertise yeah. takeout. I think people. We we when we opened, we thought that takeout would be a bigger part of it. Mm-hmm. But it's we seem to be a sit down restaurant. Even with takeout coffees, I feel we it's we're doing more now. We're doing more now. Mm-hmm. But it's not a, a big part of, of what we do. We seem to be a, a common stay. Yeah. Do you guys find, is there a lot of turnover as your, you know, as far as clients go, or do people come sit and eat and stay for a bit? People don't typically stay for too long. No, like we have Wi-Fi and there are people who come in and do work there. Mm-hmm. There's no rush to get out of there. Right. Like it's... It's a pretty busy environment but, to try and get work done though. It's yeah. not really... Yeah. Like I'd have a hard time sitting down with a laptop and trying to get... Yeah, unless it was early busy. in the morning yeah. or later in the afternoon. And it, because it, like, the exchange is an interesting place, like... Everyone seems to kind of know each other. Yep. So to sit down and try and do work, you're probably going to see like five yeah. people you know. It's true. You know, it's hard to get work done when you're socializing and you're seeing people you know. I'm busy working. Don't yeah. talk to me. <laughs> it's, it's great. I think another great thing about this is I think 10 years ago, there wasn't enough, like the dining public wasn't big enough. More people dine now, so it can support all these restaurants. So you think like, well, there's so many restaurants in the exchange, but there's actually enough people going out to eat that. They can support all these restaurants, mm-hmm. which is great. I feel people eat out more. and They're a little more adventurous with, with where they choose to eat. Breakfast is nice, too, because it's yeah. more affordable. Like, I, I couldn't afford to eat out at a nice restaurant three nights a week. Right. But I could afford to go to Clementine three days a week. For sure. Yeah. Literally, you can. You know what I mean? Yeah. As you're saying that, yeah. I'm like thinking of the, the price point on your menu and you actually... Can if you guys were closer to me, because I work on Broadway during the day, I would literally, yeah. So it's it's good and bad for me <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so in wrapping up, let's uh, give people some basic information: where you're located, what your hours are, and uh, you know how they can get a hold of you if they want to. Uh, we're one two three Princess. That's easy in the Exchange. Yeah, right between William and Bannatyne. Mm-hmm. We are below the Subway Cafe. <laughs> Um, we are open Monday to Friday, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., mm-hmm. uh, Saturday, Sunday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, I don't know where, what's our phone number, man? <laughs> uh, it's 204-942-9497. Awesome. Thanks, you guys, for coming in. Appreciate it. Yeah. Our pleasure. 
I'll be back after the break to wrap it up. This is The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Main Ingredient, and a big thank you to Rick Conrad and Chris Gammer from Clementine Restaurant for dropping by today. Don't miss the show next week when we talk to another awesome local Winnipeg food, beer, or wine vendor. I'm Kevin Bergen, and this is The Main Ingredient, and this is 680 CJOB. This is 680 CJOB.